This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Politics by Faith. I'm Mike Slater. Thanks for being here. Today is a potentially sad episode. So if this is not for you and you want to go decorate the tree and listen to your favorite Christmas carols and open presents and just love Christmas, uh, I I don't want to be a downer for you. So uh, we have other episodes you can listen to. But if Christmas for you, at least this year, is not what it's been in the past or what you wish it was, then you're in the right place. I'm glad you're here. Saw an article yesterday from the Wall Street Journal. Why companies do layoffs around Christmas? I thought, oh, that would be awful to get laid off ever, but certainly around Christmas. Uh, Big names in tech, Amazon, Salesforce, Facebook, have all laid off workers or announced plans to do so. In finance, Goldman Sachs planning laying off several thousand employees. Uh, thousands of job cuts in other industries, Ford, Walmart, Pepsi, all reducing their headcount, leaving many employees to wonder, could I be next? Yeah. That's not a good Christmas if you got laid off last week. Oftentimes, I, I catch myself saying, listen, sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but, and then I usually proceed with some truth. <laughs> so Even if the truth may be a bit of a Debbie Downer, like it's, a, it's, a, it's not a truth people want to hear. We'd rather distract ourselves, which was the topic of last week's podcast. But today I'm not sorry for being a downer. Usually it's sorry for being a Debbie Downer, but today I'm, I'm just not even, I'm not even sorry about it. This time of year, you hear a lot of happy-go-lucky, happiness, fun, fun, fun. Everyone talking about how wonderful the holidays are and I can't wait for a vacation. I can't wait for Christmas and the sights and the lights and the sounds and the smells and how amazing it is. We all love Christmas time, my favorite carols and my favorite movies and the traditions and the memories and the time with the family and all those. And that's potentially great. But this podcast is for you today if Christmas is not all that great. An old friend of mine just passed away. I found out yesterday. I say old. I haven't talked to him in maybe eight years. We were friends for a couple of years. He was 42. So Christmas won't be awesome for his family in a couple of days. Won't be awesome at all. It will be the worst Christmas ever. So like watching Elf probably isn't, you know, like a thing they want to do or they're excited to do. Like, they don't want to do anything. They just want this time to go away. Uh, as I've mentioned way too many times, we left the NICU uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, someone left me a great comment. Um, quick timeout. Where is it? Where is it? Here's, uh, I appreciate and I'm grateful for Slater's perspective in this crazy world. His co-host, James, is a welcome addition to the show. <laughs> That's when I was holding James one day and he started crying. So thank you to whoever left that. So we left the NICU. Uh, he got out a couple days before Thanksgiving. But there were still a bunch of babies that were there over Thanksgiving. They didn't get to come home a couple days before Thanksgiving. So their family's Thanksgiving was awful. 
and there's going to be a bunch of babies in the NICU over Christmas. It's not going to be a great Christmas at all. After my dad passed away, it was a while, it was like eight years ago or something, that first Christmas was no fun. We did not want to do the same thing that we always did just without dad this time. We didn't want to have an empty chair. And a lot of families are going to have an empty chair. And that's not good at all. We went to Vegas. <laughs> we went to Vegas that year just because we wanted it totally different. So for whatever the reason, if your Christmas is not great, I just want to take a minute here and say, well, nothing. I don't want to say anything. I just want to acknowledge. I just want to acknowledge that. And it could be a whole bunch of that. Like, oh, everyone's like, oh, Christmas is such a great time to be with family. What if you have a terrible family? That's not. Or you got laid off. It could be like, Merry Christmas. No, not, not so much. Merry Christmas with this deep anxiety about how I'm going to pay the mortgage next month. Like that's the Merry Christmas. I just read an article about how the number of car repossessions is back to pre-COVID, uh, even exceeding pre-COVID levels. So a lot of people not being able to pay the bills and their cars being taken from them. Merry Christmas. So usually here in this section, I share the common sin, the sin that's at the heart of the issue, whatever the news story is. But there's no sin here. Being sad is not a sin. Happiness and joy are different things. What do I mean? Paul told Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, that doesn't mean you got to be happy-go-lucky all the time, no matter what. Your husband dies. Yay. Your wife dies. Well, the Bible says I have to be happy. No, no, no. Jesus wept. It's okay. But the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. Does that make sense? We often leave the in the Lord part out of things. One of the most famous well-known lines in the Bible and, and, and in pop culture is let my people go. Let my people go. That's what Moses told Pharaoh. Let my people go. But we leave out the rest of the sentence. Isn't that amazing? Always amazing. We leave out the rest of the sentence. Exodus 5.1. Let my people go, comma, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. And then every other time God through Moses says, let my people go, it ends with, let my people go, comma, that they may serve me. So it's not just let my people go so we can go do whatever we want. It's let my people go so that they can serve me, so that they can worship me. Moses says, let us go so that we can go and serve God. There's a so that. There's a rejoicing in the Lord. Paul in Romans 9 says, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish. Is that you this Christmas? A great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I, I, I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. But we think, well, hold on. Paul says to rejoice. Oh, here he is with sorrow and unceasing anguish and saying to rejoice always. Yeah. Second Corinthians 6. He said we are sorrowful yet always rejoicing. All right. So there's three scriptures. First is rejoice in the Lord. Second Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are, and it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish. Those seem incompatible. But 2 Corinthians 6 says we're sorrowful yet always rejoicing in what? The Lord. So Paul's not telling you to not feel pain. He's not telling you to not be sad. He's not telling you to to not wish your spouse were still alive. He's not turning you into a cold, emotionless person. Far from it. It's even in the midst of the brokenness of the world and the pain that you're feeling right now in this Christmas. Rejoice in the Lord always. What kind of stuff? 2 Corinthians 6, 4. As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance in afflictions. So let's see which of these apply to you. Afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, and hunger. Do you feel any of those? Are any of those literally you right now? Hmm. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. So this is the lament section. You can insert your own lament right here. Whatever it is. There's too many possible laments to name them all. But you know. Insert the memories of a loved one. The worry about the future. If you lost your job or whatever. The worry is. The regrets you have for something you did or said or didn't do. Or didn't say that you know you should have. The lament and regret of Christmases in the past. Mistakes you made with your family that caused a lot of harm. Lament them. Lament them right now. Lament them deeply. Lament the loss of a loved one recently. Someone you so wish were still here. Or maybe you don't wish they were here and you feel bad about that. Lament your health. Your health that's not what it once was. Maybe you think this will be your last Christmas. Maybe you know this will be the last Christmas of someone you love. Ah, this season is filled with so much happiness, but also so much pain. Pause this podcast for a minute and feel it deeply. 
wherever you are, lament the brokenness deeply. Giving you time here to find your phone to pause. Some historical and biblical perspective here. You are not alone in your pain. Job 6, 8 through 9. Job says, oh, that I might have my request and that God would fulfill my hope. Oh, what was it? What was his hope and request? That it would please God to crush me. That he would let loose his hand and cut me off. He cursed the day of his birth. He said, Job said, let the day perish on which I was born. And the night that said a man is conceived. Moses, Numbers 11. I am not able to carry all this people alone. The burden is too heavy for me. If you will treat me like this, kill me at once. If I may find favor in your sight, that I may not see my wretchedness. Jonah, please take my life from me. For it is better for me to die than to live. Do you see the the, the depth of the pain that they were feeling? That was Jonah. Elijah uh, says he was afraid and he arose and ran for his life. And he asked, this was right after the the mountaintop moment for him. And he asked that he might die saying, it is enough now, O Lord, take away my life for I am no better than my father's. It's in 1 Kings 19.3. Paul, my desire is to depart and be with Christ for that is far better. So those are some pretty awesome men. Job, Moses, Jonah, Elijah, Paul. The last thing when you're in the depths of despair that you want to do is read. But uh, if you can get the strength to read about these men, you can commiserate with them. And if you're not in that despair right now and you're still listening to this podcast, thank you. But also praise God. Brush up on these men now. Brush up on them now so that when the afflictions do hit you, you have something to fall back on. If I could share a beatitude from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those. So the word blessed in in the Beatitudes is a deep, joy-filled contentment Mm. and an inner state of spiritual well-being, no matter what the external circumstance. Wow. And then righteousness is right standing with God. So it's people who, so blessed are people who hunger and thirst for this kind of relationship with God. Psalm 42, 2, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Psalm 63, 1, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Psalm 143, 6, stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. So what is this beatitude that Jesus is talking about? This is a nice summary from Got Questions Ministry. So this is a paraphrase. Deeply joyful and spiritually whole. So that's the blessed. Deeply joyful and spiritually whole are those who actively seek right relationship with God and in doing so discover that he alone can completely save and satisfy their soul. It's a tough place to be. Tough place to get to. But uh, man, is it everything. So what's in my control? Uh, If I can encourage you, anyone, whether you're going through a thing or not, listen to It Is Well With My Soul and really listen to it. I went to a funeral a couple weeks ago. A friend of mine, his dad passed away, 64. I believe he has four kids. Uh, I'm friends with one of the sons, two sons, two daughters. And it it was a stunningly beautiful funeral. And they opened it up with a 
absolutely breathtaking version of it as well with my soul. And that is my new goal in life is to live in a way where when I die, my family and friends can gather in a place and sing with their full heart and with complete assurance. It is well with my soul like this wonderful family did. When peace, like a river, attendeth my ways, when things are going great, when sorrows, like sea billows roll, when things are not going great, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. You've heard the story before. Horatio Spafford is the author of this poem. He had a wife and five kids. Their younger son died of pneumonia in 1871. He lost most of his business in the great Chicago fire of that same year. Two years later, 1873, his wife and four daughters were on a boat from the United States to France. And he was planning on going with them, but he had to stay behind for some business thing. So he's like, I'll take the next boat in a couple days. Four days later, the boat collided with another in the ocean and all four of his daughters drowned. His wife survived. She was pulled from the water. And when she made it to Wales, She wired her husband, saved alone, what shall I do? Isn't that amazing? Like in our era today, when we, you you could FaceTime, you would know instantly and to be on the other side of the world and just get a telegram that says, saved alone, what shall I do? I don't know, what happened? So Horatio got on the next boat, he could, and when they were about four days into the journey, at the spot where his daughters drown, the captain called him into his cabin and told him, this is about where your children died. And that's how he got inspired to write the song. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. What should I do? How about that line? Survive alone. What should I do? This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. A.W. Tozer, he says, how tragic that we in this dark day have had our seeking done for us by our teachers. Everything is made to center upon the initial act of accepting Christ, a term, incidentally, which is not found in the Bible. And we are not expected, therefore, to crave any further revelation of God to our souls. We have been snared in the coils of a spurious logic, which insists that if we have found him, we need no more seek him. But in the midst of this great chill, there are some, I rejoice to acknowledge, who will not be content with this shallow logic. 
They will admit the force of the argument and then turn away with tears to hunt some lonely place and pray, O God, show me thy glory. They want to taste, to touch with their hearts, to see with their inner eyes the wonder that is God. Tozer says, I want deliberately to encourage this mighty longing after God. The lack of it has brought us to our present low estate. The stiff and wooden quality about our religious lives is a result of our lack of holy desire. Complacency is a deadly foe to all spiritual growth. A.W. Tozer, let us fervently long for God all the time, particularly around Christmas and particularly if this is a particularly difficult Christmas for you. So more than perfect presence, more than making sure the prime rib is not overcooked, more than the in-laws you hope are not offensive in some way or whatever, more than even you want your loved one back for just one more Christmas, more than all of that. Let's long for God. What shall I do? Final thought to meditate on, to think about tonight. Paul says, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. That's part of the Christmas story. How will he not also, with him, graciously give us all things? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sore? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, not in spite of or instead of, but in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord, final one, Psalm 11930. I open my mouth and pant, longing for your commands. Turn to me and have mercy on me as you always do to those who love your name. Direct my footsteps according to your word. According to your word. Let no sin rule over me. Not in spite of things, but in him. I hope you have a merry Christmas. Politics by Faith. Mike Slater.